your attention, please? Lucy calls as she steps up onto the lunchroom seat next to Ruby's. She pulls a shiny red kazoo from her pocket and blows a loud, buzzy fanfare. The noisy lunchroom is suddenly quiet. Today, May 21st, Lucy says in her best stage voice, is the 12th birthday of my best friend, Ruby G. Pepperdine. With a flourish, Mackenzie Monk pulls a candle from her lunch bag and pushes it deep into Ruby's grilled cheese sandwich. A lunch monitor appears with a book of matches to light it. Ruby is amazed. You're crazy, she says to Lucy. For Lucy's birthday last summer, Gigi had taken them both to the movies. There's no way Ruby would have stood up in the theater and kazooed about it. Lucy grins then puts on an old-time school marm voice and shushes Ruby with convincing seriousness. If you would all please join me in singing happy birthday. She kazoos another note, and just like that, the entire lunchroom is singing. Even the cool kids, even the fourth grade boys, even Nero and the kids who don't know Ruby well, all of them are singing happy birthday and calling her dear Ruby. And for as long as the song takes... Ruby and Lucy are the center of attention. Then the song ends, and Lucy hops down off the seat, and the rest of the school goes back to eating or talking, or whatever it was they were doing before. Ta-da! Lucy sings. Ruby laughs and blows out her birthday candle. That was brilliant, she says. We're going to have to add Master Kazoodler to your resume before your next audition. Do not mock my talent, says Lucy, tucking the kazoo back into her pocket. I'm your future agent. I would never mock you. Good. Now, the important stuff. Lucy leans in conspiratorially. What did you wish for? Oh, no. She forgot to wish. All the singing and kazooing and the surprise... Ruby shakes her head. I can't believe I missed my wish. Lucy plucks the candle from Ruby's sandwich and licks the melted cheese off it. It's okay, Rube. You can wish on your birthday cake tonight, right? My dad has a big sales meeting, Ruby says. We celebrated this morning with birthday donuts. It had been nice, the three of them sitting down to breakfast together. They'd all turned off their phones and eaten donuts and her parents had kissed her and given her a Katherine Patterson book as a gift. They'd said happy birthday, and even driven her to school instead of making her wait at the bus stop. But there hadn't been any candles on her donuts, and she hadn't made a wish. And this year, for the first time in 12 years, Ruby had something really important to wish for. Not that her hair would turn curly, or that she'd get a new bike, or that she'd be better at soccer— but something really, truly important. Something she hasn't stopped thinking about since she saw Nero's color wheel last week. And now she's missed her chance. There's always Captain Bunning, says a voice from another table. It's Nero De Niro. Geez, Nero, eavesdrop much? Lucy rolls her eyes. Once a person kazoos in the lunchroom, she's lost her right to privacy. Nero says. It's the fate of all celebrities.
Ruby can tell that Lucy would like to stay irritated at him, but she's too flattered by being called a celebrity. You could try Captain Bunning, Lucy whispers, once Nero turns back to talking with the boys at his table. Lucy means the statue in town. She means Ruby can try tossing a quarter and wishing, like that old town legend says. But after school, Ruby is supposed to go to Okada Martial Arts to help Lucy dust and vacuum the lobby. Mr. Fish has promised to give them five dollars for their trouble. And after that, she has to go straight home for dinner with her mom. Besides, she doesn't have a quarter. Six hours later, however, when Mr. Fish compliments her dusting and pays Ruby two crisp dollar bills and two round quarters... Lucy can't help but see that one of those quarters is from their birth year. It's fate, Lucy.